0: Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. God was able to sit me down a few couple of weeks ago when I was trying to come up with a message for my final message, and he just... He just began to do a work in me, and I woke up early in the morning, went to my prayer room, and I just sat there for about an hour and a half, about an hour, hour and a half. Didn't say not one word, but God just began to show me all the things that he saved me from. And I was just overwhelmed with with joy, with with excitement. But I knew that God was doing something in my life. And, And so I want to tell my story. And my story starts in May 6th, 1926. (laughs) <laughs> amen that was the day that my grandmother was born and my grandmother I lived with her my, most of my life when I was growing up and she would make it a point to just let me know that she was praying for me every day every day she let me know I'm praying for you I'm praying for you and no matter, the, no matter how crazy my life got, I could just remember my grandma telling me that she was praying for me. And anytime I needed to talk to someone, I would go to my grandmother. She was my comfort zone. She was that one who would lift me up when no one else could. She'd tell me, the exact thing i needed to hear is she'd help me out whenever i needed help she was there and and so as i begin to to live life begin to do things i graduated high school i went on after that i was playing basketball all over the wherever you know in in town you know just wherever i could find basketball and um, that's where I met Pastor and all of those things. And um, I just began to think about um, just my life growing up. Just began to. And so there was a point in time where my grandmother went to be with the Lord in 2006, December 15th, 2006. And how many know God hears our cries and hears our call when, when we are calling out to him? And how many know God does things a certain way that maybe we don't understand? And so what I want to do this morning is just tell you how faithful God is. And so December 15, 2006, my grandmother took her last breath. And even before it I hated God. I didn't want anything to do with God. I didn't want it, I didn't want anything to do with anybody who had anything to do with God. I didn't want it. Because I've seen the, the examples of, of Christians growing up. And I didn't want anything to do with it. Amen? And so, in my life, God has done things a certain way, so... There was a point in time where God turned that day of December 15th, 2006. He turned that day into an amazing day. My beautiful daughter, Talia, was born December 15th on that day. Amen. And that's when you know that God is doing something in your life. That's when you know that, that God just... Love you just that little bit. And some people may, you know, be like, oh, well, why did he give you that and didn't give me that? We got to learn to trust God. Amen. And we we may not ever know why God does the things that why God does the things that he do. But how many know that God is faithful? Let's look at uh, Genesis chapter 37, verse one. It says, Now Jacob dwelled in the land where his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. This is the history of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding his flock with his brothers. And the lad was with the sons of Bilpah and Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father's. How many know Joseph was snitching at 17? And how many know what snitches get? (laughs) Amen. Y'all didn't learn that in the Bible either. (laughs) Verse 3, it says, Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a tunic of many colors. How many know that favor is going to cause some problems? Favor is going to cause people to look at you a certain way. It's going to cause people to have envy towards you. Because when you have favor, you're you're getting something that maybe somebody else didn't get. That maybe they worked extra hard for, but they didn't get it. Amen? I remember this story. I remember me and a coworker. we was working, and we had this, uh, this supervisor. She was looking to give everybody, write everybody up. Anytime she could, she was looking to write somebody up. And so one, one night, I felt like God told me to go pray for her. So, God, so I went, and it took me a while, but I went and I said, Can I pray for you? And so I, I took my co-worker, too, and I, I said, hey, let's pray for her. So we prayed for her and came back a few days later, and she told me, you know, that she was healed. But listen to the favor in this story. So me and that coworker, we both called in the same day. That co-worker got rolled up. And he said, if I didn't know, if I didn't know what was going on, I would snitch. But that's just that little bit of favor that God has for us when we just do what God called us to do. Amen. Because God is faithful. And then. How many know that when you have favor, things are going to rise up against you? The question is, are you ready for it? Because a lot of of Christians are not ready for the favor that God has for them. Because when you have favor, guess who else don't like the favor that you got? The enemy, the devil, Satan. He don't like it, so he's going to come at you. So the question is, are you ready for it? We pray for blessings all day long, right? But then when those blessings come, what comes with that blessing is the enemy saying, I'm not. Verse four, it says, but his brothers saw that there was, saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers. And they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Now, Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. And so they sa- so he said to them, please hear, hear this dream. This I have dreamed. There we were, binding sheaves in a the field. Then behold, my sheave arose and also stood upright. And indeed, you, indeed, your sheaves stood around and bowed low to my sheave. And his brother said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. And then he dreamed still another dream and told them to his brothers and said, look, I have dreamed another dream. And this dream, the sun, the moon and the eleven stars bow down to me. And so he told it to his father and his brothers and his father rebuked him and said to him, what is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? Listen to this part. And his brothers envied him. Remember that word, envied. But his father kept the matter in mind. His father remembered that matter. Amen. So I, I, as I lived my life, I, I didn't drink. take my first drink until I was a few weeks before my 21st birthday. And that's because I've seen examples of people that drank in my life. And they were violent, and, and it caused a lot of problems. And I've seen that, and I didn't want anything to do with that. But for some reason... A couple of weeks before my 21st birthday, I wanted to get right before my 21st birthday. I wanted to make sure I, I could handle a little bit before my 21st birthday. And so from that day on, I remember not much of that night, but I remember I had drank. And I remember from then on that I drank every day from that, point, from that moment on. Every single day, there were many days that I didn't remember how I got home, didn't remember the things that I did. And there was a point in time where I was out one night and and I remember waking up in the hospital with tubes in my face and. And I remember they put an IV in my arm, and I guess they missed the the vein, and so my arm was, was extra big, full of the fluid. And the only thing I remember that night is jumping out of the way of a car. And the only reason I remember that is because I had a rock in my hand. It was deep in my hand, and I still got the scar from that rock. And there was a point in time where God told me, he says, you will not die. And me being the silly person I was, I took that and went and did extreme craziness, extreme crazy stuff, just unnecessary stuff. Because I truly believed that God told me that that I wouldn't die and I wanted to test him at his word. Silly, right? But it wasn't until I got saved that I remembered when I remembered those words that he wasn't talking about dying on this physical earth because how many know we all going to die on this physical earth? Unless Jesus come back first. Amen. But he said in his word in John 316, he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish or die, but have eternal life. And I was like, "Okay, God, I get it. I'm not worried about this world. I want to live for you. Is there anybody else who want to live for Jesus? Amen. Amen. And so I just remembered that and I was like, man, God, what do I do? What can I do for you? And I just remember just trying to just. Try to understand why things happen the way that they happened in my life. Like, why couldn't I just continue to go to church and have some good godly examples around me and just have lived for you from the very beginning. But how many know God don't do things the way that we would do them? So there was a point in time where where I was on my friend's couch thinking about Taking my life. And God's, and there was a point in time where I remembered what my grandmother told me growing up. She said, If son, if you don't know what else to do, call on the name of Jesus. And I did that. I said, God, if you're real, show me. And I'd filled that applications all over the place, everywhere. And I remember. This last application I filled out, all I put was my name and my phone number on that application. And how many know when God is doing something, he'll do it. So those were the people who called me back, the people that all I put was my name and my phone number. I'm not telling anybody to go just put your name and your phone number on your next application. Don't do that. But I'm telling you, that's what happened with me. And God showed himself to me. And because of that that job, that job paid $7.50 an hour. But because of that $7.50 an hour job, my life was forever changed. Because that lady that was there, she handed me a Jesus card. And she handed me a Jesus card, and she told me she made me talk to her because I'm not a big talker, so I wasn't trying to talk to anybody. She was like, "You gonna talk to me?" I said, "Yeah, okay." And so I told her I like to play basketball. She was like, "Well, maybe you know my my pastor." I was like, "I don't know any pastors." She was like, No, maybe you know him. And she started to describe him. And I was like, Blake? She's like, Yeah, that's my pastor. It's like, I like that guy. You're a cool guy. And so she ended up inviting me out to church on a Tuesday night, which, how many know I'm not going to church on a no Tuesday night? Amen. But God said different. And so I ended up calling my my wife now. I called her and she spoke the most beautiful words to me. And it's such a language. She cussed me out. She called me every name I could think of, she could think of. But then I said, hey, you want to go to church with me tonight? She said, yes. I said, what? She said, yes. So I told her the time, and we showed up there on a Tuesday night, August 28, 2012. I gave my life to the Lord that night. A month later, we got married. And then a month after that, she had our second son, Josiah. Amen? But these, amen, amen. How many know only God can do those type of things? Let's look at James chapter 3, verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your heart, Do not boast and lie against the truth. How many remember that word envy? His brothers envied against him. It says, this wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. For where, this is the verse I want you to see. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. So if you confused about some things, if you got some evil thoughts, guess what's there? It's probably you seeking yourself, seeking something for yourself. We got to get to a place to where we are like Jesus. Just think about all the times that Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. And that's where we have to get to that place. Amen. To where it's not. Lord, let me seek my job more than. Lord, let me seek money more than. Lord, let me seek a relationship more than. All those things are self-seeking. And if you get to the bottom of it of why you want those things, it's full of envy. But when you begin to put God first, there is nothing that God won't give you. Amen. Verse 17, it says the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now, the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Amen. I was in my in my prayer room, and I was just thinking about all those things that God was showing me, and I was just like i was I was blown away when i when I got done, and I got up, wiped the tears from my face, walked back into my room, and my wife was sitting up in the bed you all right I'm good, I'm great, and it just gave me a piece of I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go do God's will. I don't have to worry anymore about what's going to happen, because how many know when things happen in your past, you 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 look back to those things. And when something similar happens, you're like, oh, here we go again. And so in July, we said yes to going to Wichita Falls. And from that moment on that we said yes, it seemed like every problem that could happen happened. It was like one problem after another after another after another after another after another. And it just kept going. And I remember one Sunday we was going, we went, we was going all day Sunday. We went and watched the cowboy game at somebody's house. And they won. (laughs) It was awesome. Those are the best Sundays, amen? When you get a good word in and the Cowboys win, amen. But then we then we get home later that night, and in our, in our, in our roof, there was a hole with water just coming out, falling on the floor. It, it was It was crazy. And in my mind, I was thinking, Man, my wife fixing to go crazy. But she said, she said, let's just add that to the list. And I said, glory to God, that's awesome. Because how many know when you have somebody that's by your side that is willing to stick with you and willing to, 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 to go through it with you? That's amazing, Amen. So husbands and wives, listen, don't let the enemy drive anything through you guys. Don't let situations cause you guys to, to turn on each other. Because there's nothing like being together and allowing your, your, you guys to get through things. Because when you get through some things together as a couple, the enemy don't know what to do. Because if he can keep y'all battling each other, then he's good. Because he know that if y'all battling each other, those kids don't stand a chance. But when y'all two are together, in every situation that comes together, and y'all say, we got it. We giving it to Jesus. We not taking this on. We giving this to Jesus. Amen? And when you go through it, And you come out of it. And the next time something happens, then you get to reflect back on that. And you get to say, oh, we done been through that one before. We good. We done been through this one before. And all the devil can do is, dang, let me go to somebody else. Amen. Amen. So let's look at uh, Genesis chapter 39. 19 through 23, it says, And so it was that when his master heard the words of his wife, the the words which his wife spoke to him, saying, Your servant did to me after this evil manner that his anger was aroused. Then Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. And he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. How many know you just do what God tell you to do? God's going to give you favor in the, in the sight of your enemy in the sight of those who are coming against you, in the sight of those who are all around you. And maybe there are people right now who have been wanting a position that you've been ready to get. And then when God give it to you, you got to look out. Amen? It says, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed... To Joseph's hand, all the prisoners who were in the prison, whatever they did there, it was him. It was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority, glory to God. Because the Lord was with him and whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. How many know that's amazing, amen? That no matter what you did, the keeper didn't even have to go back. He just checked it off. Yep, it's good. Yep, it's good. Yep, it's good. Why? Because he knew that God was with Joseph. Do God do, do the people that work at your work, do they know that God is with you? Do the people at your job, do they know that God walks with you? Do they know that you have the favor of God on you? Or are you the reason they don't come to church? Don't be that reason, amen? Because I think back to playing basketball. And what if one of those times where I cuss pastor out and I can't remember a time that I did, but I'm sure I did. I had to have, because everybody got it. (laughs) But what if he came and cussed me back out? What if he came and said, you know what? I'm tired of you cussed me out and fought me. And then when my time came to come to church, and she said, oh, yeah, Blake's my pastor. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, your church, nah, I'm good. But how amazing that that wasn't the case. Our conduct has to be what, what people see. There's a saying that says that you may be the only Bible that people get to see, read. So what kind of Bible are they reading when they read you? Amen. And right before those, those verses in chapter 19, the reason he was so, the, the husband was so angry is because Joseph went into the house by himself. That's because he didn't go to discipleship. Joseph didn't have no discipleship. Because if he would have had discipleship, he would have knew that she would tell. And he would have known that if he was the only one in the house, he needed to get out of there and go do something else until somebody else show up. But he didn't get discipleship. That's what I got here in this church. I got disciple. So I learned to be aware of my surroundings and situations. Amen. And I imitate my pastor as he imitates Christ. Does that mean that he's perfect? No. But the good things that I see, I want to emulate those things. And so to those who are, we're going to Wichita Falls. But you guys will still be here. Y'all need to make some time to go be around pastor, to get to know him, to come to discipleship at 530 on Friday mornings. Don't sleep in. Get up, get to discipleship and go to work. If you got to go to work, if you don't got to go to work, go eat breakfast with him. That's where you learn the, the small, awesome things. That when we are preaching, we can't sit here and explain to you the verse or the the things that that we're talking about. Amen? And so those are the good times that we get to just spend time just learning and getting to know God and getting to know the pastor that has been placed in your life. If you've been coming here, pastor has been placed in your life for you to follow. Amen? Amen? As he follows Christ. Genesis chapter 42 verse 9. So his brothers and all they came and they had a famine and they had all these things and and they had to come to Joseph in order to get food. Or else they would die. So they came to Joseph and when Joseph saw him he remembered them. It says, then Joseph remembered the dream which he had dreamed about them and said to them, you spies, have you come to see the nakedness of the land? But listen, sometimes we can get so busy in our lives that we forget the dream that God has given us. We, forgetting, we forget the call that God has had upon our lives because we're so busy because the world tells us we got to go chase money. The world tells us that we got to go chase relationships. The world tells us that we got to go do all these different things that has nothing to do with Jesus. And so we'll spend all our time chasing these things. And if we if we get a little bit of time, if we get a Sunday off, we'll go to church. But we got to get to the place where. Jesus is our main focus. Because in discipleship, I remember pastor saying, if you got a full-time job, they pay you to preach the gospel. And if you get a little bit of time, do some work. I don't know why that stuck with me, but it's stuck. And I, ever since then, that's been my mission. When I'm at work, I'm trying to share the gospel with somebody. I'm trying to tell somebody about Jesus how many know hell is real? Anybody want to go to hell? Nobody? What are you doing to get to heaven? We spend all our time wanting to get to this place to where we are going to spend eternity with God but we won't wake up early and give God a few moments in prayer, in reading our Bibles. We'll go out and we'll give our lives for people that are around us who wouldn't think twice about us if we went to jail. And Jesus saying, I already gave my life for you. All you got to do is accept me. But how many know things happen for a reason? And sometimes we don't don't understand why they happen. But we will spend our whole life trying to figure out why instead of just coming to Jesus and trusting him. There was a story of a Chinese farmer and he had a big party. And at this party, his one and only horse ran away. So the people at the party, they said, oh, that's bad luck. What bad luck that your horse ran away? And he said, bad luck, good luck, I don't know. And a few days later, his horse comes back with seven other horses, and his neighbor came to him and said, "Oh, what good luck! That now you have eight horses." The guy said, "Good luck, bad luck, I don't know." So his his son got on the horse because he was trying to break the horses, and he got on one of the horses, and the horse threw him off, and he fell and broke his leg. And the neighbor came back. It's like, oh, man, what bad luck. Your son broke his leg because of those horses. He said, bad luck, good luck, I don't know. But then a war broke out in that town, in that city. And they called all the young men. They went and got all the men. They took them by force to make them fight in this war. And they came to his home and his son's leg was broken. And so he wasn't able to go. And they came and said, oh man, what good luck. All of our sons had to go fight in that war. Say good luck, bad luck. I don't know. I don't know why the things happen the way that they happen. And that's the place that we have to get to when it comes to the Lord. That we can't be so high up when something great happens to us. And then when something bad happens to us, we fall all the way down. We got to learn to be that even. We got to learn to be content, saying, Lord, I love you. We got to get to that place to where we say, Lord, I love you whether you never bless me again. God loves us. He want to see you make it to heaven. But you got to put your trust in him. Let us bow our heads. Let us close our eyes. How many all over this place, I don't want anyone looking around, how many all over this place can say for sure that if you were to die today, that you would end up in heaven. And if you're not sure, you, don't, you can't say with 100% surety that if I was to die today, and went and stood before the Lord that I would make heaven my home. I want you to just raise your hand up and put it right back down all over this place. I want to pray for you this morning. Hey Amen, I saw your hand. You don't have to be afraid. This isn't a, this isn't a church membership. This is, this is the moment where we get to say, Lord, listen, I don't understand how to live for you but I know that I want to. I see your hand. Maybe you've said that prayer before. Maybe you've you, you lived for the Lord for a long time, or maybe it was a short time. But this last year, this last six months, you haven't been walking with the Lord. You haven't been putting the Lord first. But you say, you know what? I want to make today the day that I want to live for the Lord. I want to give him everything. I want to start new today. If that's you, I just want you to put your hand up and put it right back down all over this place. Amen. I see your hands. I see your hands. I see your hands. Glory to God. It's revival. Amen. Amen. Let us stand to our feet. I want to do one more thing if I could if you were serious about raising your hand and you meant that you want to start new or that you want to give Jesus your life, I want you to do one more thing. I want you to step out of your seat, come to the nearest aisle, and I want you to come down here. I want to pray for you. Amen. 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 You can turn this way. Turn towards me. Amen. Amen. Let's give them a better hand than that. Let's give them a hand. The Bible says that they are rejoicing in heaven. We should be rejoicing. God is doing something in this place. Today is the day of salvation. And you guys are making the best decision you guys can ever make. December 3rd, 2023. Remember this day. God is faithful, God is going to change your life. You got to give Him everything. You can't leave from here and go back to where you was. You got to say, I'm giving it all up today. And there are going to be people that's going to come in your life and say, oh man, you're messed up. You're, you're, you're this, you're that. And you say, I'm a new creation. You tell them I'm brand new today. And when you become brand new, you got to let some things go. You got to let some people go. It's going to hurt. But you got to let it go. And when you let it go, them people are going to either, one, they're going to want to be around you, and they're going to come around you. They're going to come to church with you. You're not going to where they are no more. They're going to come to where you are, and that's when you get to dictate, no, nah, we're we not drinking anymore. Now nah, we're not smoking anymore. Now nah, we're not looking at that anymore. Now nah, we're being brand new today. Today we're going to give our lives to the Lord, amen, and we're living for him, amen. We're going to do what he's called us to do. Amen? And this is the moment where I remember that pastor said to me, he said, everything that you've ever done from this moment, from the past, has been forgotten by God. The Bible says that it's been thrown in a sea of forgetfulness. It says, is from the far as the east is from the west. The Lord no longer remembers the old you. And it's up to you to make sure that you keep those things new. Amen? It's up to you to make sure that you keep those things new, just like a, a fresh pair of white shoes. You got to keep wiping them off. Even when you're walking around and people looking at you, you got to wipe them off. You got to do the same thing with your salvation. You got to do the same thing with your salvation. You got to keep it right. You got to open your Bible up and read it every day. Every day. Don't miss a day of reading your Bible. God is good. You guys repeat after me. Lord Jesus, Jesus. thank you you. for for choosing me. Lord I want to live for you. I don't know exactly how, but I want to live for you. I want to open my Bible up and read your word every day. I want to pray to you every day. Lord, forgive me of all my sins. Wash me clean with your precious blood. Jesus, Jesus, Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Jesus, I believe that you came down from heaven, that you lived a perfect life, that you died on the cross, and you rose again the third day. In Jesus' name, let us say amen. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.